Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS power to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offroad Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm excited you said the introduction that way. And I'm Derek, <laughs> and this is episode 119. <laughs> That was very enthusiastic, uh, I will so enthusiastic. say. Take 33 and a third. Yeah, that's uh, about right. <laughs> we are back, and we have new patrons, and I haven't looked them up yet, so I am dropping the ball yet again. One of, the, one of them is on this call. One of the, one or, of the new patrons is on, the, is on this show. Dang, what a lucky patron. Show, yeah. live, live in studio. Now, uh, that's what I call service. You sign up for the patron, and within an hour, <laughs> you're on the podcast. <laughs> I believe. Now what, Mike, did you did you uh, become a patron as yourself or your son? Because then it would be a new patron and a new, new, a new listener. Baby. New listener and new patron. New listener and new patron. <laughs> you know, if, uh, if I just get my two-week-old his own phone, then I probably would uh, sign him up. For sign him up, yeah. Account, you know? I think you should totally what are you do waiting that? for, man? It's 2022. Every human above the yeah, age it, of one day needs a phone. Every infant should have a smartphone. So if you haven't figured out yet, one of our new patrons is Mr. Excited over there. You're Mr. Excited. <laughs> Excuse <Mr>. you. <laughs> Mr. Mighty Tired. Uh, Mike Wolf joined us. Uh, Jesse Camp joined us. And I am bound to mess up this last name. Larry Rodabaugh joined us. And those are in the last 30 days. Those are our new patrons. Welcome. I believe I have added them all to the messenger chat and they've all left the chat. <laughs> Doesn't take long. <laughs> or muted it. I left before I started. <laughs> did you leave it or did you? No, mute it? I just muted it. Okay, yeah. Whenever somebody ats me, I always reply. You try. I you try to. Sometimes the they at you, and then your phone's down, and then there's 183 messages. What do you, you call- have to scroll back? Oh my gosh, yeah. What do you call it? Is it a bullhorn? The little i the little icon that comes up. It's like a bullhorn. Oh, a, yeah, yeah, like a, a bugle. Yeah. Okay, look, my phone's not that old. I mean, it's an S10. I don't know. It's a couple years old. But when I see how many messages there are back and I click it, yeah, it won't even go back that far. It just does the little load icon <laughs> for like oh, 10 minutes and then it gives yeah, up. I have, a Google, I have a Google Pixel that is three months old. It's a Google Pixel 6 or whatever or four months old now. And it does the same thing. So okay. I don't think it's your phone. I think it's just shitty Facebook Messenger. Uh, Probably. Facebook in general is just terrible with so their bad. updates. I started using Facebook Lite and oh. it works so much better oh, except really? that sometimes that it is. just doesn't give me notifications that's facebook light i didn't know that was a thing yeah i never heard of it oh look. i don't think it's by facebook i think it's like a uh oh, third party app i just yeah, third party app i too just got a, got mentioned on the on the patreon chat oh um, it's normal Dust, so something about dustin something about dustin fighting me over not polishing his gun or something or maybe it's i don't know it's something from dave so who knows so I find that if somebody does at me, I get a notification. If I click it, it doesn't go there. I don't know why it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So I just open the chat and type my name into the search, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the last time my name was there, and that's usually <laughs> the one, and then I see it. Oh, that's, a, like, that's a good trick. That is a good trick. That's all I can do. I like to respond if somebody talks about me. Love it. D-Man, did you do anything new this week? I did. I oh, put did? my new Barnes offset tie rod ends on my truck and aligned it and drove it. And now I have full steering lock again. Oh, and it fixed and it. And again, yeah, well, because I had non-offset tie rod ends, so it was mm-hmm. contacting the 
diff cover when I turned, right? And this was this is a temporary solution until the garage is done. Um, and then when the garage is done, I will go full high steer with notching the frame, moving the steering box. There were some other things, but those are the two biggest things. So it'll be a big, fairly big undertaking. Um, and yeah, and um, this is for unrelated. Oh, uh, related to that, I also got my garage quote back, Ooh, and it's uh, a lot. It's a lot of money. Is a lot it, of dollars? We, talk, so? we talked about it a couple patron patreons ago. Yeah. Um, but I did talk to my neighbor. And he's going to do my concrete for me for awesome. materials only, which is awesome. He's going to save me Stellar. a number of thousands of dollars. Yes. You must love your neighbor or he must love you, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And I've, I've probably met him or hung out with him like four times, but there's always beer involved. So, you That's know, it. it's easy to. He's, he's anticipating more beer being involved when he comes to do that. I he, likes, he likes my <laughs> truck. He's got a 2015 Denali HD crew cab Duramax on like 33s and a leveling kit. And it's a pretty truck. Like it's his yeah. like work truck kind of thing like he'll, he's got a big old pintle on the back that he you know because he's he owns a concrete company and uh so yeah sounds like, sexual yeah, do it. he's like he's like it's not a big deal to do a garage uh pad <laughs> i was like okay great sounds sounds great so your new garage quote did you got did you get that with does that include the insulation uh insulated garage door That's i don't it. think i'm gonna insulate it right away okay. i'll see how it how bad it is after a winter and maybe insulate it later on my own gotcha i mean he doesn't get a ton of wind up there because he's surrounded by he's in the windy city i know but he's surrounded <laughs> by other houses there's there's not like a wind tunnel there it's not like he's in downtown uh, well yeah and i mean it should be pretty well sealed like it's gonna have yeah. that construction whatever you call the it tyvek. behind the vinyl siding yeah mm-hmm. tyvek and so like it'll be okay um yeah it's not gonna be drafty let's put it that way they're not finishing out the inside anyway it'll be open open studs yeah, unless so, I insulate it, of course. Right. Yeah. Then, so you could always go your own on your own and insulate it. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna tell you right now, um, that gypsum board, the uh, like the Celotex or the pink board, any of that stuff. Well, the pink board's different; it's foam. But we did. My cousin, uh, it used my grandparents' garage. Or three is like a two and a half car, and he uses that for his truck, working on it and everything else. And back early on, when he first started working in there. The whole side of the garage is all filled with bat, no, with uh, batting, so it's all insulated all the way around, right? And super nice, super thick, everything's good, but the rafters are open. And mm-hmm. he had, he was like, I think we can make the heating in this place better, like last longer, if we, you know, sealed the ceiling up with, you mm-hmm. know, with like a Celotex board. So we went and got three quarter inch Celotex, and we did the whole ceiling. And we left, I think it was just one spot. He was putting stuff up in the rafters when we got done, so there's one four by eight right. still there. We put just that one four by eight sheet up to seal it. And the draft difference was like 50%. Wow. Like it was ridiculous. So just putting the Celotex on the ceiling made a massive difference in heating that room. I mean, that makes so, a ton of sense because you've got yeah. like extra four to and all of your, five feet of like peak that like right. it's just rising up into there. And right. Just and, it's, there, and it's so. vented up there as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, was, that's one thing I was going to do is have like a little like shutter like flap <laughs> that i can just kind of like put put up with a stick or a hockey well, you're not gonna have a stick or something you're not gonna have a ridge cap vent on that uh, no i think they do um side vents the side vents i yeah. got you yeah because of the way the wind blows oh, maybe could be that's how our house is it's got like eight freaking side vents on the like soft really? vents so. interesting not not no soft, no no no. they're like um yeah. like mushroom <clears throat> vents oh gotcha oh really 
Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Like actual roof. Now, I don't know if that, maybe that's just code from the 90s when they redid that the house and, and built the garage. Well, you'll find out, when you're, like ready, you'll, you'll find out yeah. when you're ready to put the garage up. Michael, did mm-hmm. you do anything off-road, any, even close to related to off-road? If not, what did you do this week? The closest thing I did to off-road this week was I ordered a camshaft. Well, that's vehicle related. I, I got to tell you guys what this camshaft is called. And for those of you that know <laughs> LS engines okay. are going to be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that, but I hadn't and I uh, about died. <laughs> do you want to just guess it? Do you already know what it is? What's um, the silliest camshaft you could order? And that's probably the one I got. The name. Something with the word sloppy in it, nope, I feel like. Nope, does not have the word no. sloppy in it. Does it have the word donkey in it? Nope. What does it have? Okay, go ahead and tell us. It is not the, BTR. It is a BTR yeah. truck Norris. Truck Norris, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that the silliest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> oh, that's very uh, that's, silly. That's a good one. Apparently, this camshaft is so, I don't want to say revolutionary, but I'll, I'll say it because I don't have a better word. The specs for it aren't even available. Like even when you order it, they're like, "Oh, the duration is—is is it the duration? Yeah, the duration. It's roundhouse. Is, it's like two twelve slash two two X. They won't give you the last number. They said that they ended up making so much power in the low end, they didn't want their competitors to be able to duplicate it. Wow. Why, and I, I, why I, couldn't their competitors just buy one and then reverse? They probably can. They could, but then they get to buy a can. Okay. <laughs> right maybe they, maybe they just don't want the general public getting a custom grind cam like it uh it could be and that could be i really don't know but yeah. either way it sounds good it makes a lot of power below 5000 which i thought for a truck i'm just going to cruise around in makes sense perfect yeah most of the yeah. btr cams started making their peak power at like five to six thousand mm-hmm. rpm i'm like i'm hardly ever going to be there because this is just a show truck so yeah, it's not a dyno truck yeah exactly it's not a, truck. it's not doing all that so uh yeah so hopefully it'll sound good and uh be awesome Nice. Yeah. Steve, what'd yes, you sir. do? I went to a truck show. I worked my dick uh-huh. off and then I went to a truck show. I saw the pictures of that truck. It looks good. It oh, was, it does. It was very pretty. It looks, it looks so good it didn't even place. It didn't? He, I saw he won some sort of trophy. He did win an award for a young entrepreneur, which was a pretty, cool. that was a, a emotional moment. There's a lot going on in that moment. A kid that lives that lived just north of here, twenty three years old, passed away earlier this year. Just mm-hmm. I think two months ago, uh, passed away from a heart condition while he was trucking, and his his family. Um, he was big in the trucking scene, big in the show scene. Was starting to build show trucks and stuff like that that he was driving every day and showed it like every show that he possibly could last year. And so he's well known, and uh, he passed away. So his family came up with it i believe his family came up with it um this young entrepreneur award that they can give out at that show every year and so it was a uh, pretty cool when they said his name and put his picture up there that was pretty awesome yeah i'll bet yeah it was, it was awesome yep um so yeah he did take home that but uh <laughs> we just didn't have enough time to detail it the detail side of it was far more work than what i have a bit like have tooling for here like i, don't, I can't wash in this bay like there's no drain yeah, and stuff like that. And so we spent all of our time getting the polishing done and all that stuff and finally got it wrapped up and then went and took it to have it detailed. Um, but there just wasn't enough time to now be. I, I like, have a quick question. Yeah. Did he like, I saw the pictures of the truck and granted cameras don't capture every little tiny, like minute yeah. detail, but like how, how, how important is the detailing aspect of it? If you want, obviously to be very competitive, it needs yes. to be like flawless, but like, that's the problem. Okay. The I mean, problem is like, the problem is were you looking the, were you looking at it and you were like oh god I forgot about that oh god I forgot mm, about that blah 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 no or or was it just like the car, really. the trucks that one were just like completely like over the top I've never actually touched his. pavement some of them 
but like he's in the working class, so you have to have a certain amount of miles put down. But it's not so much that is mm. they they don't, but they will go. The judges will go as far as to put a white glove on and just start sticking their fingers places. If they can get their finger Ooh. in there, they're if they find dirt like that's on the list. Dude, I think about that, like with the Jamboree, it's some of the trucks yeah. there all all the hex bolts are indexed yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. They're all chrome plated. If you went inside the frame next to the transmission, yes. those bolts are indexed. all polished and indexed. Yeah. And it's like, I can it's never concourse. and will never get to that level. It's concrete. And it the would transmission take a week to, housing to detail is like that truck. smooth and glossy. That's what I mean. Like it would like take professional car paint. Yeah. It would take a week to detail a pickup truck to that level. A semi, yeah. I don't know, a month. If you had like two yeah. guys on it, they most guys that are going so he's in the working class is a whole different class but the unlimited no miles or unlimited with miles uh unlimited classes everything's custom essentially and it really doesn't come down to how nice the truck is it comes down to how clean mm-hmm. the truck is if they can reach up under the frame rail and slide their hand on it and like if it comes out no dust that's a good start yep like there's it's a good start yeah like <laughs> on the silly, engine, man it's like the, the bloomington gold it, no, it's more, yeah, than that. It's more, more than that. It's more like Pebble Beach. Mm. It's it's concourse. Wow. Okay, yeah. Like this is this show, and I and I said that when we dropped it off, I, I to get detailed. I was like, it's concourse. Like this is like you can't detail this well enough. Period. Yeah, yeah. Like unless you take it all apart, repaint everything, and then ship it there in a container, like you can't detail this well enough. Um, and so there's just a lot of stuff that we missed in terms of that, and it just wasn't possible. It rained the whole time he was down there. So he couldn't even wipe on it most of the time. Oh my God. Because it was just raining. Um, so anyway, first show, that's how it goes. No big deal. Entered in the wrong class, uh, in terms of what he probably should have entered in. He should have worked, entered into the, uh, working class first show. So oh, there was a category. That... There was a category for your first time show. Mm. And if he'd entered in that, he would have took home everything. Because Damn. he was nicer than any anything else that took first place. Damn. So that was unfortunate. Yeah, he was a little upset about that, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, but yeah, we had a good time. It was cold. The weather sucked. Other than that, we just we put in crazy amount of work here. Obviously, we talked about that on the podcast last week. We ended up working Sunday from I got here at ten. No, I got here at noon Sunday, and we didn't leave the shop until six thirty Monday morning. And I went home, dropped off Jess's keys because I took him to work with me by accident. Came back here. Um, did we record? On, we could record on Sunday last week. Yep. Yeah. So we I came, recorded on Sunday. So you were yeah. you were working after we recorded. After we recorded, we worked until six thirty the next morning, and then we went and dropped his truck off, Shoot. and then got back here. Mm-hmm. Got back here about nine thirty to drop him off at his tra- his pickup, and then we both went home. And I was trying to have a conversation with Chris Willie. He was like, "Hey, give me a call when you get a chance." I'm like, "Okay." So I called him on my way home. I got to the house and sat down on the couch and I don't remember a lot of the conversation, but I do remember him going, now, why don't you call me back when you're not asleep? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty bad. It was a lot of work, but it was cool. Well, to go you show. survived at least. And the truck looked really good. I did survive until Friday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, uh, Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon, I ran out to get my badge. I ran about 100 yards to get my badge, turned around, ran back into the building. And when I got into the hallway in the building, I like met up with Derek, whatever. I was like, that feels weird. And uh, I like stopped for a second. My heart was just going absolutely insane. And I was like, yay, AFib. 
And I, was mm. look, I looked over at Derek and I was like, my, my buddy who I detailed was Derek as well. Um, too many Derek's. But uh, I, I looked over at him. I was like, we need water. And we, we, we need water fast. I was like, I am apparently dehydrated. And so I got Yikes. went and got a couple of bottles of water real quick, uh, drank those, and then just kind of hung out for about an hour or so. And after about an hour or so, it started to calm down. Time the time we left there and went and got some dinner, it was fine. So, Steve, just be careful because there's no amount of money in the world that is worth dying. I know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't anticipate it, but it was a matter of uh, yeah. drinking a cup of coffee every you know, one cup of coffee every morning, and then just not drinking enough water throughout the day. Yeah, That's it's easy. Once issue. you drink that cup of coffee, you're like, I'm good to go until like sure lunch, seems like and it you don't drink any water or yeah. whatever three o'clock. So now I'm on Adderall. Yeah, so maybe happened. maybe that'll help. Yeah, Adderall helps keep you hydrated. No, Adderall <laughs> Adderall would be a supplement for uh, a replacement for the coffee, but I don't know. It definitely makes you more dehydrated because your heart <laughs> goes, you breathe faster, and you just <laughs> expel more. I'm serious. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. That's uh that was my week. My week was down there at the show. It was a good time. Had a great time. Didn't do anything off road, unfortunately. That's my life. I haven't even seen my off road rig for I don't know what has been a month or two now. Oh, I'm doing better than you. Yeah, at least yeah. you can see yours. At least you yeah. can give it a kiss. Good night. Walk in the garage. Go. Yep, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Had lots of people sending me listings for like transfer cases and axles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which did is you, fine. Did you buy some of them? No, I didn't. Oh darn. Should have. He was yep. busy being doing truck show things doing work things <laughs> trying to make money so i can buy jeep parts so derek exactly. i'm sorry d-man 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 so steve does like polishing and and trucking and then sometimes it's off-roading and i do like on-road stuff and rc cars and sometimes i do off-roading what is the thing that you spend the most time doing that isn't off-road work that's a good question i mean do work. you have like a secondary hobby that you like really devote time into or is it really just off-road and I maybe mean, that's why I your rig is so RC much. Cars. Mountain bikes probably my next. There you go, hobby. mountain biking. Mountain biking. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like we have all I these spend side the most hobbies. Money on that. <laughs> I don't have a side hobby. Oh yeah, because well, it was all it was polishing, but now it's your job. Yeah, that's what Jess keeps saying. I have a real job. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not a real job when you spend 30 hours there. <laughs> Sorry, in in three days. No, if you love doing it, it's not a job, so right, Steve? Uh, <laughs> debatable i'm kidding i don't know that i, I used to love it. working on cars and look at me now yeah i'm like fuck that <laughs> and drink beer and watch tv that's right rc rc work on little cars way easier i don't get my hands dirty <laughs> uh anyway that seems to be the weekly recap you guys ready to move into what we're actually here for today what are we here for yeah, today? We, we have somebody that can talk to us about it? actual off-road stuff we have a guy here on the phone, on the on the phone, not on the phone though. Like on the Discord, on the Discord. We hope. Do it. Well, we hope he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy here who is in the process of building a crew cab Comanche. His first name's Derek. I have no idea what his last name is. I can see it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'll let him take that over. Derek, are you still with us? He left. We lost him. Yeah, oh, sure. howdy, guys. Uh, my name is Derek Heineman. I am indeed the builder of the Crew Cab Comanche. <laughs> the builder of the Crew Cab Comanche. Yes, sir. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, let's just start off uh, quick here. Where are you from? Uh, out here in Sacramento, California. <laughs> Lucky. Right? He's got that nice uh, weather. Sure. Hmm. Maybe. It's not too bad. 
This should should be decent-ish. It's got to be better than here. <laughs> so uh, it's known as the second armpit of California, but uh, you know, uh, real estate prices are right, and uh, the weather's decent. <laughs> what is that? Second to Modesto? Uh, I would probably say Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> you might go first, though, maybe. Uh, so, how long or what what made you get into off road things? Well, I bought a 79 Cherokee Chief uh, probably when I was about 16 years old after working a few summers as a loop technician changing oil. And I uh, started building out this 79 Cherokee Chief and uh, kind of caught the bug there. <laughs> that does tend to happen. Especially, how far are you from like your nearest like off-roading area? Oh, well, we got the Rubicon pretty close by. That's about a hour and a half drive. Oh, um, man. Uh, nice. I got Eagle Lake close. a little closer. Uh, off-road park, maybe about 20 or 30 minutes away, but uh, it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, not not when compared to the Rubicon, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the extra hour, it's worth it going out there. <laughs> You can multiply that number by about OVH trail. You can multiply that number by about thirty, and that's how far the Rubicon is for me, right? right. Steve and Mike. <laughs> yes, oh, you guys are welcome out anytime. It sounds good. Save me a spot on the couch. Seriously, <laughs> not gonna be able to afford to stay in a hotel if we drive all the way out there. Yes. Um. Yeah. I'm just looking at, I, I want to pull up a map real quick of California and look at that. I'm like, where is Sacramento? It's north, It's further north than I thought it would be, or than I thought it was. Um, so, yeah, you guys are, you say nicer weather. I'll bet it's not much. You don't think so? Okay, mm. Derek, what is the temperature right now? Uh, it is sunny and about 84 degrees. Shoo! <laughs> You're right, Steve. That doesn't sound like much better. <laughs> He's talking about it in the garage. Oh, in the garage. Yeah, right. <laughs> The computer says 67. Which is probably about 72. Yeah, yeah. So it's just insulated. It's a smidge. It's a smidge better. It's perfect. Just a touch. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take 84 all day, every day over Over like whatever it is here. 40, 38 degrees. Yeah. And windy. It was 24 this morning. I've been in Chicago. Yeah. Windy city. When I woke up, it was 28 and I was like, well, that sucks. Yep. I was like, is it the end of March or the end of February? That lawnmower maintenance ain't going to do itself. The lawnmower maintenance. Yeah, dude, so. It's almost mowing season. Got to get out there. I got all the parts <laughs> sitting on the bench. It's too chilly. I think you're okay for right now. I might need to mow next week. I doubt that. Don't think so? Highly. Okay, I hope not. Dude, it's the Midwest. <laughs> you might have to mow next week. <laughs> might be 95 degrees next week. Oh, man. All right, so we wonderful. we got off on a little bit of tangent already. Oh, that's no, that was fine. It was How did fine. that happen? We're just talking about the weather. Um, So... You got into wheeling with the Cherokee Chief, and what other rigs have you had between then and now? Is it a lot? Or is it a couple? Um, I've had an Explorer, a uh, '96 Sport five-speed. Uh, I've had a XJ '94, uh, um, and then I got. I had the Manchu for a while till I mutilated it. <laughs> and then I had another 93 Cherokee, and then I got a 06 uh, 3500. Nice. With a G56 and four wheel on the floor. <laughs> so how many of these rigs do you actually wheel? Like wheel wheel. 
Um, yeah, I've, I've wheeled all of them pretty hard, uh, even my work truck. No kidding. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. <laughs> he knows that full-size life. That's right. That's funny. Oh, right I have to do. We're going to the Rubicon, Derek. You want to come along? Yeah, let me get the old work truck gassed up. Hey, right when up. there's no trees around, why not wheel <laughs> one ton, right? You're right. Mm. Oh, you know, the bed's already the... dented up. It's good to go. That's right. They'll <laughs> Perfect. Never... Perfect. Who's going to know? They'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> That's wonderful. Wheeled all of them, including the Explorer. I'm thinking, is this just like a stock Explorer you went out and wheeled in? Uh, the Explorer got rolled nine times by my sister, so it's in uh, the graveyard heaven. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. And is, oh, this after, is this after you got done with it, or is this before you started wheeling it? Oh, yeah. You know, um, I wheeled it pretty hard, but uh, nowhere near what she did to it. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you roll so it? Oh, oh, never. No, I'm, oh, I'm never. an excellent driver. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an excellent, excellent driver. driver. <laughs> I guess I'm not an excellent so, driver. So what yeah. was, what was, I guess what was done to some of these rigs, right? Like the Explorer in factory trip is probably not the best wheeler in the world, I'm guessing. Yeah, the, the Explorer stayed completely stock, although I did have aspirations to lift it at one point. Uh, hmm. You know, I actually like the uh, 4.0 dual overhead cam V6. It's actually a pretty good little engine. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, Stayed in its stock configuration. Uh, okay. My Cherokee Chief, I had a four-inch lift on 33s. Nice. Um, didn't do too much to it. You know, I, I ripped out the interior, gutted it, redid the interior, you know, put a new carb on it. That, that's back when I was trying to learn and kind of teach myself about how to rebuild and kind of fabricate. So a lot of bad work went into that truck. <laughs> that's everybody's and, uh, first trick, More recently, though. in the last 10 years, uh, I put together a... 94 Cherokee chop top where I cut the roof and windshield off a 94 Cherokee, put a CJ7 fold down windshield onto it, oh, fabricated man. a full cage, retied the unibody back together. But that's just sitting on a four and a half inch lift of 33s. Doesn't even have lockers. <laughs> but it's, it's my little hunt truck. I want to see that. Do you, you still, still have, have that, that one? Thing? Yeah, there's a picture of it on the Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. I still got it uh, in the garage behind me. <laughs> I'll hold it up. I'm already on your Instagram page. I'm like, I got to see this thing. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of sexy pictures of it. <laughs> you might have to dig deep, though. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since you built that one, huh? Yeah, that, that was about 10 years ago. Oh, That's kind of when I was teaching myself how to fabricate a roll cage. So there's oh. some pretty sketchy welds on that roll cage that I may need to grind out and uh, take another shot at. But uh, it's it reminds fine. me of that, like that a truck Defender a little bit. Like the shape of the cage that you built looks kind of like a Safari like style Land Rover Defender a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of going for kind of patrol truck, you know, a little bit of a Safari rig look to it. Uh, yep. You know, I didn't put a slanted angle on the on the cage to help with rollovers. My intention was to never roll it over because uh, yep. I don't really trust that cage too uh, too well with my life. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It definitely has a unique look. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. It looks like you would fill it full of <clears throat> safari goers and it's, be like, yeah. "There's an elephant." <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happens on safaris? There's an, an elephant. That's funny. <laughs> yes, oh that is a cheetah. We better drive faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're in an XJ. We're screwed. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> if you put your hands outside oh, the vehicle, you will die. <laughs> if, you, if you put your hands, yes. Um, yeah, the like uh, 
So you talked about being, you said you started fabricating on that Jeep about 10 years ago. I was going to ask some of your experience. Uh, we were talking a little bit pre-show and you said something about welding and aluminum tank and things like that. So you, what got you into fabrication was the off-road it, itself, building the vehicles for off-road. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I love some uh, off-road welding. <laughs> so is this your, uh, is the crew, the crew cab Comanche, is that your, um, is that your like biggest project to date as far as fabrication goes? Yeah. For like kind of hobby grade. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you build this fuel tank yourself? I, I was going to say, wait, so you say oh, hobby yeah, grade. Say, yeah. hobby, hobby grade. Do you see the fuel tank? So here? do you do, do you do fabrication professionally? Cause I, I've seen the fuel tank pictures and it looks like you've got a real nice jig and shop somewhere that didn't look like your garage. Yes, that is uh that is a uh, 30,000 square foot uh, engineering and fabrication shop I work at. Oh, nice. <laughs> helps, That's cheating. That helps. Cheating. I, I, I don't have a $30,000 uh, welding table or the uh, plethora of jigs and fixtures. <laughs> but they why, why have that if you can deal. borrow one? For sure. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's genius. I got I a never... pretty nice at home not good <laughs> i never thought about that like if you want to fabricate at home just get a job at a machine shop that has everything you need and then when you need to do bigger projects than what you can do at the house you just go to work and do them it's quite brilliant Oh, absolutely yeah yeah they're, they're pretty lenient on me bringing projects in in fact we actually used my fuel cell at our trade show to kind of imagineer a kind of faux setup so when like reporters were coming through and shooting our area you know we had something that was on the table with like the vent going and making it the illusion of work happening <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need i know that i know that need. life so i'm looking at so the new fuel tank where is it going is it going at the back of the bed well that was a pretty oh. big matter of debate for me for a I while see. so i actually ended up placing it underneath the bed in between the rear axle and the cab and so what I've done is I created a really thin, low-profile tank that actually slopes down, that gives it clearance for the drive shaft, but also will slope down and allow me to use the stock fuel sending unit. And it actually sticks up in a 10 by 10 uh, little inch, like a square was cut out of the bed, so that sticks up. And then there's a little lifting hatch I'm engineering right now, so then I'll have easier access to the lines then also removing the stock fuel sending unit from the cell. Yeah, nice. see that. That's, I'm looking at the pictures here. I was going to wait till the end to give you a little social media shout out, but if anybody wants to see videos of this. And they do. And of course, or uh, uh, any videos or uh, pictures of this, you can check them out at Comanche Crew Cab on Instagram. All one word, no underscores. He's not part of the Cool Kids Club. I love innovative. Oh. <laughs> I love the innovative fabrication. I love that you're, you know, you know, trying to make it really clean to have that little access there. I mean, that's just great. You're not just building it to build it. You're really thinking hard about it. And that's that's the kind of stuff everybody in the off-road community loves to see is something that's you know, that's really awesome. clean and well thought out. Right. Something uh, that you spent time on, you didn't just throw it together real quick and and just let it rip, which is fun if you're just trying to build a trail rig. But this thing is super clean. I love how it's coming together. So are you running a 30? Is that a 37 or a 35 on that Jeep? That is a 37. I will be snapping my D35 and my Chrysler eight and a quarter. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, you can sure try. Uh, I, 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 
I don't have the money yet to switch over to wontons, but uh, that's my project next year. <laughs> nice. That'll be good. That thing's so you're going super... to Dana 60 in what, like a 14 bolt or going like super duty uh, stuff? So, you know, my initial plan was to buy a wrecked super duty and then swap them out. But for a while out here in California, you could pick up a wrecked super duty for like between 500 to $1,500. So I was going to pick one of those and just sit on it till I needed the axles. Mm-hmm. But uh, used car prices have gone up so much, I've kind of scrapped that idea. And I'm kind of looking at either going like a Dynatrack Super 60 oh and an uh, Ultimate 44 up front. So I actually have the black Rhino JK wheels. Yeah. So my ultimate plan was, okay, I'm going to upgrade to JK axles at some point. And I kind of scrapped the Super Duty idea and then I'll go with a JK super 60 in the rear and then an ultimate 44 on the front. Although I've kind of toyed around with maybe doing a DS track portal system too. Oh my. Oh. But I think <laughs> I'm probably going to get that track though. <laughs> that would be, I think that's that probably the more conservative way to go. Nah. When you add the extra zero to the price, you're like, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is a budget build. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful uh, budget. It's all build. mainly love it later. I mean, you you work at a fabrication place. You could probably just fab up some portals, right? There you go. Uh, You know, uh, I'm I'm not quite an engineer yet. I got about one more year before I can bump up. (laughs) Oh, there you go. So that's that's exactly run the run the run the Dana sixty and the forty four for a year or so, then sell them, and when you get your portals done, custom built portals. Put it on the five year (laughs) plan. No kidding. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I think five year projection sounds pretty good on that one. (laughs) Right. That'd be pretty. That would be pretty nasty. You could actually run. With portals, if you did a, would you do a reduction on that? Or would you just do one to one? Why wouldn't what you do a reduction? Uh, I don't know. Good question. <laughs> That's what I was. Thinking. I would. I would for sure do a reduction if you could, because oh then you can run smaller axle shafts and right. a smaller ring and pinion. Right. You could run a, a run a stock like three fifty five ring and pinion, do a reduction at the hubs, and then never work about worry about axle shafts. Well, yeah. that'd be and handy. you can run a smaller ring and pinion. That's the biggest thing too. So you get a bigger, a smaller pumpkin. So you really yeah. maxi- maximize that clearance. With the that portals, you really need all that clearance. You do all of the clearance. I mean, all why, of it. Why put portals on if you're going to put a sixty with it? You know. Yeah. I mean, See, if you have yeah. portals, you can just run a flat belly skid all the way from bumper to bumper. And just have it up underneath <laughs> from there. axle to axle. <laughs> no, from bumper to bumper. Just from bumper oh to my bumper. God. Underneath <laughs> the axles, just have it smooth. That's insane. <laughs> It's a tank at this point. I think you're thinking about IFS. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're like they're like SCS boxes where they're just like three foot tall. <laughs> yep, yep. Flex? Nah, I don't need any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds incredible. That's awesome. So uh, the so we're talking about the Comanche crew cab here, and um, what prompted you? So what year Cherokee did you start with on this? And was this a a rig that you already had and decided to do this or did you buy these things and and as like with the thought in mind to make a crew cab uh, a comanche crew cab or, or what what uh what was the how, how so about maybe seven years ago I, I purchased a 93 completely mint condition cherokee and then i bought a 89 comanche with no engine no transmission Savage. and the, the ultimate goal was to eventually build it out as a crew cab and this was kind of back when you could buy Cherokees and Comanches pretty cheap. Although now I, I might pay 10 times the amount mm-hmm. <laughs> that I initially bought these vehicles for, which uh, made it a lot easier to cut them in half. <laughs> for <laughs> did, sure. Yeah, that'd did be it, tough though? now. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah not finding it feasible. That would be tough. It would be oof. 
yeah, I can't believe how much prices have gone up in the XJ world. It's just a little crazy for for what it is. And that's why I'm moving to buying Liberties. The days of $500 <laughs> XJs are over? They're not over, but they're getting a lot, lot further apart. It's going to be really uh, Swiss cheesy and probably denty. Yeah, probably. For 500 there's, bucks. There's used some to be. You could probably get like, a decent yeah. body XJ for under a grand. Yeah. And now that's not getting more. It's just getting harder. They're still out there, but they're definitely getting harder to find. Glad I'm not in the market. Yes. Not, Steve, when are you going to build a six-door Liberty? Not happening. A six-door Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> a, crew, a crew cab Liberty? Yeah, a double crew. A double double crew Liberty? That'd be awesome. Or just just even a crew cab with a bed, a Liberty with a bed. Oh, my oh, yeah, God. Liberty with a bed, yeah. yeah. Why not? I've actually what you, seen one of those. It's pretty good. What is, the, what is the lesser of a brute? I have, yeah, yeah. I've been around <laughs> the internet a few times. Oh, my gosh. I think... I I'll think. look it up now. You know what? I think I, I have seen it as well. It's a two-door. They made it into a oh, two-door. Oh, it's a two-door, yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, just make the rear doors into bedsides? Oh, sides. that's kind of... Oh, there's a Photoshop of an extended cab pickup Liberty. Yes. Wow. It would yeah, be it awesome. actually looks yeah. really I'll, sharp. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Can your Liberty not only be a convertible, but also a long bed? Crew cab, long bed, Liberty. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's got a hundred and fifty inch wheelbase. You're building it. It can be whatever you want. Oh my gosh. I typed in uh Jeep Liberty truck and in the top, like in the first like uh bunch of photos here is my Jeep. Nice. Makes me feel famous. Oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel famous-ish. The black one, is that the one you're talking about? The the regular one and then the extended No, I'm the talking about the sil uh, yeah, silver pewter. one or yeah. champagne colored one. Uh -huh. It's like an oh, extended, extended cab. Awesome. It is awesome. Why? No, that's a Photoshop though, right? That's way too clean. It's definitely uh, a Photoshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way Probably. too yeah, clean. So, but so still, it looks kind of neat. This person the here black one looks real though. Yeah, the black one's got to be The black real. one is real, I believe. It's in Israel also. It is also in Israel. Is <laughs> <laughs> us Beijing Auto Works? So maybe it's in probably not Israel. In Beijing. Beijing. There's a bunch of dehazards <laughs> behind it. It looks like. Um. Yeah. So anyway, there's those. Those. There is those options. And side tangent again. Everyone take a drink every time you get a side tangent. Oh my God, we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's even more side tangents. It's just like a snowball effect. That's all. You have um, to pour a shot in your beer every time there's a side side tangent. No, I'm just kidding. Oh God! Please don't. We'll all be dead. Look at this thing. What in the hell? It, it is Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Perfect virtual response to the 2022 Maverick. Somebody took a uh, Jeep Renegade and made it into a pickup. It looks nice. It, it looks, looks pretty good. It looks like a Honda Ridgeline with a Jeep Renegade front. Yeah, end. pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway. Um, All right. Back to crew, Comanche Crew Cab. Yes. Back to stuff. building Comanche Crew Cab. So things. the reason that someone decides to do that is because the baddest looking thing out there is a Crew Cab short bed pickup. They just look cool. I'm right. They just Who? do. And so you're like, you know what? I need <laughs> I need a Jeep that's a Crew Cab short bed pickup. Right. Is that it? Is that exactly it? I mean, Jeep literally built one. So I'm assuming that's the problem. What do you mean they built one? They they built the Gladiator. Oh, the Gladiator. I forgot about that thing. a Crew Cab short bed Jeep pickup. Yeah, but it took them <laughs> 20 years after the Cherokee stopped being produced. Well, you know, that's how it goes. Oh, they actually did make one back in 89. I think they made two prototypes of the crew cab uh, Comanche. Oh, seriously? Um, oh, that's made I've never seen that. Auto shows, so there's two that exist. Um, you can actually see those online, too. Uh, who knows whose collection they're in. But they ended up uh, disbanding that project in favor of the four-door Dakota. 
They didn't want the competition coming from Jeep, so they scrapped wow. the project. Isn't that something? And the four door Dakota they, with that super short bed was pretty ugly. It was you pretty ugly. That truck? It was odd. With a regular bed, it would have been okay, but they had a really short bed. And it yeah, was like, the extra mm. short. Yeah. And, that's, and it wasn't yeah. like a GM, like 05 crew cab short bed. Yeah, which is those looked like they had the right proportions. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they just, were still figuring it out. They were like, "We, how do we do a half ton or a you know <laughs> midsize crew cab short bed?" And they're just like, "Put the axle here." And they're like, "That looks take, good." Take and a long people were bed. Like, no, it doesn't. They're like, "Take a long bed and cut all of the front of it off." Yes. Yep. <laughs> just leave the back. It's way easier that way. Yeah. Five eighths ton that's complete. My, <laughs> that's, that's that's my gripe with the uh, Gladiator personally because like there's no like the the wheel well starts in the bed. Yeah. It yeah. Starts in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's real rough. So yours has much no, better I'm, proportions. Uh, yeah, although I, for a while I was really torn between making it even shorter and taking a six additional inches out of the rear departure angle. But eventually I talked myself out of it once I saw it lifted up and I kind of eyeballed the proportions and I was like, all right, let's, even though there's quite a bit of overhang. I decided to to keep it. <laughs> hey, ninety percent like, of off road like is looking cool, Derek. So you gotta keep it looking good. That's oh, right. absolutely! Yeah, aesthetics is part of it. <laughs> so is that what? So you have like a CAD model? It looks like of your crew cab Comanche before you built it, and it looks like there's a real short overhang. So is that what you intended to do? And then that was my initial intentions. Yeah, yeah. What was to you know both take a section out of the front and out of the rear and bob it a little bit. Um, yeah. But the more I looked at it, once I had it up on 37s, I just kind of thought that that it was a fool's errand and to keep it the way it was. Yeah, I think it looked I think it's turned out very, very good. The proportions look very sharp. So, yeah. Um, so did you do all the body work and paint work yourself, too? I, I did. You know, I'm, I'm much more of a professional fabricator and, and more of an amateur body work guy. So it might look good online, but if you get up close and look at my body work, it Leaves a little to be desired, but uh, I'm going to try to hammer all that out before it hits the road. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to wheel it on like the Rubicon and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I will probably cry the first time I put a dent in it and a big chunk of Bondo falls off, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay. <laughs> well, that was what I was going to say is like, don't hammer on it and get it too perfect if you're going to wheel it because then it, you'll just be more upset when it finally does get a dent. For sure. Yeah, I, I did have big plans to build a second one that would be a little more show trucky, but uh, the way prices are right now, oh I think my dreams of making a Baja, you know, a crew cab Comanche are kind of behind me now. Damn, that is a nice dream, though. Just I'm like envisioning it myself. <laughs> I, I should have bought more when I could buy a Comanche <laughs> for 500 bucks a pop. I should have bought more. <laughs> especially could you start Comanches. with... Sorry, go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, especially Comanches. Cherokee... Maybe not such a big deal, but Comanches are getting a lot harder. Well, that was what I was going to yeah, ask. Yeah, Could you start with a Cherokee and like just find a MJ bed somewhere from like oh, a sure you leaf? Yeah, yeah. But oh, you don't get that even, sweet even, little back even, cab section. You have to have the back of the cab. Just say, True. Yep. Correct. Yeah. That's that's yeah, you the gotta issue. have the back of the cab to really. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to. It's just it's gonna look weird if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't. <clears> it would not look as good. So, with that. The I'm looking at some of the pictures here and it reminded me how hard, how much time do you have in the rear doors? Oh, geez, quite a while. Um, that is one of the trickier parts of of it. 
And um, so if you guys know RSD Fabrication, um, he's another guy who built a long bed crew cab Comanche. Mm -hmm. He was a little bit ahead of me uh, on actually getting one out there to the public. And he actually split his doors straight down the center. And I kind of regret having done that or regret having not gone his route. Because I kind of look at what he did and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to quarter it. And that way I can still use the Cherokee locking mechanisms and then not have to gut out all the internals from the manual windows. But now after having gone through the process, I actually probably ended up taking more time and being more of a headache than just gutting the whole door, splitting it in half, and then fabricating it that way rather than quartering it so I can still use all the stock Cherokee components. In my mind, that seemed like a better choice. But after gone through the process, I wish I had done what R S and D had done. <laughs> it's so much work. Yeah, body work is the I worst. Was quite a so the thing is like the hard part about that is the uh for anybody that doesn't know, there's a lot of people in here that have Cherokees, so you'll understand this. The rear door on your Cherokee, when it goes up by the B pillar or by the C pillar, it goes straight up. Now, when you put a, the Comanche back half on there, that actually leans back more like your front door would. And so you have this huge gap. So you have to like make that all go together. So I assume you had to, you say quarter it. Did you cut the top, the B pillar or you cut the door frame off of the Comanche and welded it to the Cherokee rear door. Is that right? Yes, that is. Yeah. So essentially, you know, I, I did split it, but it wasn't a full split. I actually kept 75% of the skin of the yeah. door rather than keeping 50% and then splicing it. So internals is about 50-50, but then the skin itself is 75-25. Right. And so it has the whole rear part of the Comanche cab so it kind of keeps those clean lines into the back of the cab. But I did want to keep all the locking mechanisms because in my mind it seemed better because the 89 Comanche setup, I thought was a little more antiquated. But I didn't want to have the key lock hole on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided, I'm like, you know what? Uh, I think I'm doing something smart here. And then it ended up kind of being something kind of stupid and ended up kind of doing the 75-50-50-50 split on the door. It still turned out pretty good, but probably added on a good 10, 20 hours onto my overall fabrication going that route. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> if you guys go scroll back through the photos as you get further down, you'll see he's got like a laser level set up uh, trying to get everything squared up, I assume. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want my truck crab walking down the street. So and uh, I ended up using the stock Comanche bed. So trying to get that realigned and straight you know uh took a lot of care on that process to make sure that i wouldn't have down the road sideways and who knows i still might (laughs) it's just it's just crazy looking at the pictures yeah it is how much uh how much more work is there to do before that thing hits the streets okay well i'm (laughs) pretty close right now because i got the fuel cell actually mounted in the in the correct location now so all I have to do is reconnect the lines, put in my fabbed up. So I have a drive shaft that's been fabbed. You know, I basically spliced together part of the Comanche and part of the Cherokee drive shaft. Like I won't be able to drive faster than five miles per hour on it probably, but I can at least kind of move it around a little more easily. Although mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be upgrading to a Tom Woods drive shaft at some point. <laughs> but uh, I could probably get it mobile by the end of next week. but 
I also got to work. <laughs> right. But it's getting those pretty pes- close. I didn't, those I didn't pesky jobs getting in the way of our hobbies. Come on. Right. Amen to that. <laughs> oh, those uh, well, Tom Woods drive shafts are cheap. <laughs> so that's did, right. So you took the whole back end of the Comanche frame and all. And then you kind of I grafted that together with the factory. Un- I say frame. I mean, it is a frame on the Comanche. Um, and then grafted that to the unibody. Oh, yes. Uh, so there's a pretty lengthy kind of a subframe assembly and then a C channel. I guess I would call it frame reinforcer. So right. from the frame on Comanche all the way into the Cherokee unibody, I have it basically C channel sandwich plate all the way down with um, alternating. I think part of it is quarter inch, part of it is eighth inch. And then it kind of goes all the way down the length of the vehicle with plug welds and then actually ties back into a stock, I think a rough stuff uh, frame stiffener set. So I have a rough stuff frame stiffener set coming through the front wheel wells all the way down the unibody of the Cherokee and then is cut and then spliced into my custom frame stiffener C-channel set that then follows a full length of the frame on bed of the Comanche. And then coming off of that, I have rocker panel arms, and then I have a subframe that kind of cruises along the rocker panel that ties back into the frame stiffener set on the front end of the Cherokee. So in theory, I should be pretty rigid. <laughs> Did you? Sounds beefy. There's, I'm looking at the pictures here at the back of the cab uh, without the frame on it from the Comanche. There's two holes here. Did you, are they bolted together? Oh, there, there, there's no bolt fasteners. Um, oh, okay. Uh, which imagery look at? It's literally like the back of the back of the body, like the, the sit on jack stands. There's a plate. You built like a steel plate that goes over the whole thing back there. Um, yeah. So maybe, that's all plug. welded. I got you. And then you welded the, the frame of the Comanche to that. Yes, and then there's multiple gussets that tie in right at that point, too, as well. And then there's slots that allow that full length of quarter-inch plate steel that runs along the unibody to the frame-on body that's slipped in between that. You'll see there's kind of these two little channels. And the actual frame stiffener that I plated onto it slips between and then ties in with gussets back into the unibody of the Cherokee. Holy cow. And this is what happens when you turn an engineer loose in his garage. Nope. Yep, that right. is pretty correct. We shorten stuff. <laughs> we shorten yep. stuff and make it very complicated. And make it longer. <laughs> Especially engineers named Derek. <laughs> seems, to be, seems to be a theme here. Right? Except I hate body work, so I did everything I could to avoid doing any body work on my bed when I shortened it. And the wheel it just paid. takes too much patience for us. We like quarters, so we can uh, just burn and burn. <laughs> yeah, just just put it on there and put that some weld on I'm it. <laughs> I want to say the other learning experience someday, but I I want to say that both Derek's don't like body work, but one Derek didn't have a choice, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could do a Comanche crew cab without doing some body work to some degree, or it would look a little strange. You got to cover up your well for sure, especially on the doors. (laughs) What's the wheelbase on that thing? It is 129 inches. So, you know, it's not too aggressive, but it's a decent, decent size. Right. It's not bad for a crew cab pickup. No. Yeah. Right. What are you at, Derek? Yeah. I'll still put the corner yeah. on switchbacks pretty easy. Yeah. One thirty-three for me. Still. Like yeah. currently. Wow. 
Yeah. It's only two well, inches longer than a standard before. cab long bed. What are you? 123. Oh, okay. I guess I thought you were, for whatever reason, I thought you were 117. 102. 102. I'm just making numbers up now. Right, 94. Yeah. I'm, I have a 32 inch wheelbase. 203. The tires touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody posted a picture of a truck the other day as a 400 inch wheelbase. Oh. Pulling, pulling a full size 53 foot trailer. That seems like a lot of wheelbase. It's all wait. The, I'm sorry. It's all of the motorhome. It was a. It was it's, a limousine. It's essentially a motorhome. <laughs> it's a. I think it was a. What was it? I, I feel like it was a cab over, but it had a giant sleeper on it. You know, something stupid Ooh. like a 400 inch wheelbase. I was like, how do you even turn that? You don't. You don't. I, well, you turn it like a motorhome, like a bus. Yeah, and it had a trailer on it. <laughs> oh my god, that just sounds awful. How would you even get into a gas I station? Don't, you don't. You just yeah. It had all the fuel you, on the side of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you'd have saddle tanks for like, you know, 200 some odd inches. You'd probably yeah, have like 700 gallons of fuel on each Minimum? side. Yeah. On each side. That's that's 1,400 gallons of gas. Yeah. You have to stop. <laughs> you just fill it up. You, you spend about 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just never. And then. It. Yeah. You just, yeah. You just never. never yeah. You, never you go to, you go to the gas station. With a trailer, with a fuel trailer on it behind a pickup, or I guess no, it'd have to be behind like an actual semi to tow that much weight, right? It was a, it was a semi. Yeah, and then you bring that back home, and then you just transfer it. Well, plus if you have fourteen hundred gallons of fuel, you can buy it at yesterday's prices. You don't have to buy it again until prices go back down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you hope. Depends uh, on what you drive. That's funny. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, back to off roady things. Side tangents, all these semi the semi things. Um, what other, what plans do you have for the Comanche crew cab? What's the future look like for it? Well, I was kind of curious to see how it'll run just on leaf springs. Give that about a year, stack up a little more cash and then upgrade my axles, maybe go to a four link. I kind of want to ditch the 231 and go up to a dual stick Atlas. Um, so I, I got big plans, but it's probably about a one or two year projection. Um, I kind of re fell in love with the 4.0 inline six for a while. I didn't care for them, but now I'm like, ah, these are actually really great engines. And the Cherokee, that's the 93 in the front end. Um, you know, it was almost mint condition when I bought it, although it did have about 200 K on it, but, uh, you know, it was an immaculate truck, you know, completely stock four wheel drive, um, you know, five-speed AX15, just really great condition for the vehicle. And it had recently had a rebuild on that 4.0. So the 4.0 is really healthy right now. And and my overall plan was either to go up to a 4BT or go up to an R2.8. But mm. I just kind of refell in love with the, the platform. And so sometime down the road, once it starts giving me problems, I'll probably want to switch over to a, a R2.8 or 4BT. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the R2.8 just for how quiet it is, but some of the real reliability complaints I've heard about that platform have kind of scared me a little bit from it. And I've kind of rethought about going 4BT and having that oil pan sitting so low. I've been kind of worried about that too, but I am, I am sitting on an 11 inch lift. Oh my God. <laughs> so I should, I should clear my axle. <laughs> yeah. You could build a nice little skid for it too and probably be oh, okay. Sure, yeah. I have to. I mean, the the 4BTs are pretty clackety, but I think if you put a nice muffler on it, it would it would quiet it down a lot. Right. The um, are you what what gears are you running in that thing? 
Uh, so right now they are still stock gears, okay. but I'm about to go up to 488. Okay. Uh, so that, that's the next step. So right now they're, you know, I'm planning to beef up the Chrysler eight and a quarter, and I've already beefed up the Dana 30 a little bit with trusses. And so I'm going to go up to chromoly shafts, go up to 488 gears, and I still haven't even thrown lockers in it yet. So I'll probably go Detroit, probably. Um, could go Spartan. We'll see. Uh, it's whatever's on sale the week I decide to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Plan your weeks wisely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And the tires you're running are not Milestar Patagonias, correct? No, they don't. They don't. Oh, no. uh, they are Pro Comps. <laughs> Just want to make sure. We're totally pro con Derek. Those are nice tires. I ran those for the whole life of them, basically, minus Mike's 600 miles or whatever he put on them. Shit. And they miles. treated me really well. D man. Yes. You got a piece of paper there? Yeah. Write down Milestar Patagonia for next week. Oh, yeah. We, we gotta, need to have that conversation. Yeah. We got to eventually talk about it, don't we? The new patties. Two sets of new, pa- two types of new patties. I, I was sitting, I don't remember where I was sitting at. I was sitting somewhere and I opened my phone up and I saw you guys having that conversation about the new patties and I read Mike's response and I <laughs> laughed out loud. I started, I started start crying. My buddy's like, what's, what's so funny? I'm like, it's, it's just funny. You need to understand the context <laughs> to see why it's so funny. So we'll it, talk about that context next week. It had me cracking up. I was like, this is wonderful. I'll be interested to see if it's any better of a tire than the last generation. I would love but they to see been, somebody. They'd be fine some. on if they want to the send me a setup on the crew cab because Derek, you oh, mostly yeah. wheel in California or out west, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that is correct. Yeah, uh, Eagle Lake, Deer Lake, Rubicon. Those are the spots. <laughs> mostly, mostly heard, dry. I heard a rumor. I think they're going to be mile star bog dogs. <laughs> 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 but he's running pro comps because he didn't want Patagonia's because he heard me talk about how terrible they are. Uh, that's funny. Specifically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh man. So anyway, we'll get into, we'll get into milestars next week and we'll let Mike have a meltdown. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> Just hold on to that anger for next There's week. There's steam coming out of Mike's ears. Why are you so red? You're radiating heat. <laughs> that's wonderful so we already i just had a few things written down here we already talked about the fuel tank and i feel like we covered pretty much everything on that comanche is there anything else we didn't cover on that what else is cool about it that we don't know yeah there you go what's a highlight what's your favorite part uh, about the comanche oh that's a good question I, you know i i like the wheelbase and the short bed you know i it, it has a pretty good look about it the the bed's big enough to throw a mule deer in the back and put enough gear in the cab. Um, I like that it's all manual, manual windows, AX15 manual transmission. Um, I got the four wheel on the floor, although single stick. Although uh, I aspire for that dual stick. <laughs> Don't still we, uh, be manual though. Oh, still manual. Yeah, yeah, very, very correct. Yeah, Just I'm a bit of a manual transmissionist. <laughs> if you are, uh... I got the in my work truck too so i, I love rolling my own gears <laughs> absolutely actually I had a quick question so we talked you talked about new gears are you going to put lockers in it too or is is it open right now or does it have yeah lockers? yeah so, uh, either detroit's or spartans it'll kind of nice. be whatever is on sale at four wheel parts or amazon that week whatever seems like it's offered me the best deal <laughs> we're complete off-road but I'll probably, uh, me too six it. months away <laughs> 
That was like, good. I kind of want to get the truck on a trail first and then kind of see how it operates in its current form. Mm-hmm. And then I'll realize how badly I need those lockers. And then I'll, I'll order the set and toss them in. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a good plan. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. You might not, not looking forward to tearing open those axles and installing them, but <laughs> yeah, Dana axles it. aren't the most fun to regear, but you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, you know, I figure a couple weekends with the guys, we'll just keep throwing hammers at it till it works. <laughs> hammers are definitely the most important gear installing tool. It's probably just true with the Dana. <laughs> hey, Derek, just don't be like D Man over here and throw a hammer at the oil pan, okay? Damn, yeah. <laughs> that was over ten years ago now. Never to be forgotten. I'll never, yeah, I'll never live that one down. <laughs> Aluminum oil pans for the win. I was just scrolling through the. Yeah. In, I was scrolling through Instagram here, and I just found a picture of the old Cherokee Chief. Oh yeah, yeah, that's in there. Yeah. Did you find yeah. it? I couldn't find oh, it. Blue, properly polished wheels, like it should be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are those old seventies style. <laughs> Yep, super clean because it's in California. You guys suck. I wish everything. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I ripped out that whole floor in that truck and had to weld the new one in. Oh, really? Uh, the whole floor was rusted out, yeah. Oh, okay. Good, you deserve it. I think it. they were still uh, <laughs> the road up the hills uh, you know, up until the 90s, I think, before they switched over to sand. Wow. That's something else. So you guys do get a bit of rust. You're you're far enough north that you do get a bit of rust, or could get rust. Oh, uh, but not, not so much anymore because uh, we up in Tahoe we lay down sand now rather than salt. Right. Um. So you don't see too many rusted vehicles, and yeah, I've been driving my work truck up there for years, and there's a pretty minimal amount of rust on there, just just surface material. Let's be honest. As little snow as we get here in Illinois now, we should all switch to sand. It'd be fine. I'm for it. We get snow twice a year. Like, yep, just sand everything. Thank you. No more liquid it's, rust on our roads, please. That'd be nice. What are you going to say, d The ice. The ice is fine. It's fine. Uh, for you and me and Mike and anybody else probably who listens to this podcast, but can't drive, other people. Dude, well, they can't even make can't a car that doesn't, do like, that. stop itself when you're coming up to another car anymore. So I doubt people can handle, like, <laughs> ice. Come on. Exactly. Cars have to be smart because people just keep getting dumber. Apparently. That's right. I just want to I just want to sit in it. I just want to sit it and play on my phone and let it take me where it goes, where I go, where I need to go. That day is coming. Yeah, maybe, maybe when uh, cars drive themselves, we won't need salt. And it'll be worthless anyway because car driving cars won't be fun anymore because you'll yeah. just be riding well, around in them. I mean, here's a nice thing. I don't think all cars will automatically go autonomous, right? So you'll still yeah. be able to, enthusiasts will be able to drive their own cars. I hope so. I just hope so don't too. sell all your old fun stuff mm-hmm. because eventually you'll wish you had it back. For sure. That's like a lot of the manufacturers doing away with the manual transmission option. Oh like, my God. Really? There's only like two or three you can even buy anymore. It's ridiculous. Like that sucks. It's silly. It is. You're not wrong. It costs less. It's better. There's less maintenance. It's more fun. <laughs> like it's just everything about it is better. And the manufacturers like, there's no way that we will make this low cost I don't good think effective it costs option. Less though anymore. Really? Because nobody's less? if nobody's buying oh, them. Yeah. Oh, it's, somebody, I mean, oh, it costs less to so make. Much more. Hold on, they're being purchased. It's just not in this country. Yep. Nah, not really. Not really. Not, 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 yeah, I'd say probably. 
maybe economy cars are still manual in Europe, but most like wow. any BMW, Mercedes, they're all automatic. Well, nobody cares about those forever. cars. They're not fun to drive. Volks, most Volkswagens are <laughs> automatic now. I mean, that's crazy, yeah. isn't it? What yeah. is the world coming to? Can't even row your own gears. Yeah, the automatic worse for the environment. <laughs> Takes way more energy to manufacture one than a manual. <laughs> uh, it's less green. I would think. <laughs> Yeah, they weigh more. They're more complicated. They have fluid in them. But yep. what <laughs> manual do you use that doesn't have fluid in it that lasts yeah. for more than five miles? We just spray. We just put a little grease on the gears in our yeah. manuals. We just go. That's <laughs> it. Good. Good to go. It's like a transmission uh, in RC car. If they were building a trans a manual transmission in 2022, it would be greaseless. All right, I'm just saying. Hmm. Sure. Oh, well, like that. We're, we're gonna get on answering that right away. One, one a, time a unit, a unit uh, bearing manual transmission. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. It's all sealed bearings sealed and these bearing. Delrin gears. <laughs> <laughs> the gears are self lubricating. It's yes. fine and self cooling. <laughs> yep, there's an air conditioner in there. Perfect. Yes, I like it. Well, this doesn't sound. It's not less complicated than it's automatic not, at all. <laughs> it's not expensive at all. Not expensive or complicated. <laughs> it's perfect. They make the well, uh, now they're getting now they're just getting rid of transmissions, right? Motor yeah, on axle. Well, that's true. If yeah. it's electric, you don't need one at all. Simplest thing in the world. And it, the brushless, especially, it's like there's not even any wear parts. It's like two sealed bearings are the only wear parts and they never wear out. Yeah. The 300,000 yeah. well, mile. Well, two sealed bearings <laughs> and some seals because the whole motor is cooled with coolant. But oh, yeah. I guess that's true. They have but to even cool still. Somehow. Yeah. I got, a pretty coo- I got a coolant leak on my electric car. What? It happens. I, I mean. It could. It happens. I haven't seen it yet, but it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Anyway, well, if you guys don't have any more questions for the Comanche Crew Cab, we can wrap this show up. That sounds like a good idea. You think so? I'd say I actually have one more question. Good. So, Derek, when the Comanche Crew Cab is done, you've got your Dana 60 and your Dana 44 in it, and you've got everything dialed, and you don't want to make any more changes, if, if that happens, which is... Is that possible? I don't know if it's possible. Or, or you get to a point where the big projects are done and then it's kind of just minor tweaks before you... Would you then do either major surgery to it or are you looking to build another vehicle and what would that be? In your um, dream world. So dream world. I, I, my initial plan was to make a Baja version of the same truck, uh, but I've kind of scrapped that idea in favor of doing a single cab TJ divorced bed pickup. Ooh. Um, okay. That may be the next bit. That sounds so what awesome. Was it? That does sound awesome. So what would the bed be? Just a tub that's modified um, on the so front and rear? I think it, the a, is it Great Tops, I think. Um, I believe they make a TJ bed. It may be a JK bed that could easily be modified for the TJ. Okay. I also made a kind of Australian size ute bed. Oh, that would be yeah, been, cool. Yeah. I'm planning to do my work truck and do a uh, fold down uh, bed for my work truck, but like I said, my bed is very dented up, so I was going to do a kind of ground up tab and do a kind of nice Australian-style ute bed for my 3500. But I've also kind of thought maybe I'll put all my energy towards uh, making a uh, uh, TJ uh, divorced bed uh, kind of ute-style pickup. I mean, honestly, cool. Jeeps are so simple, like I'm not some simplistic bodies that you could almost just take like some metal and just use the rear fenders for like a TJ and just slap them on there and it would probably look good. Am I right? Does that make sense? Yeah, probably. Potentially. 
You could get just a, like some flat steel and just like cut fenders into it and be like, bed. <laughs> if you could find <laughs> it, if you could find like a totaled, um, a totaled, uh, LJ. LJ. Yes, LJ. I was That's thinking about an LJ. Do. I was like, I could not come up with those numbers. I don't know if that'd be long enough for if you. If you could but... find, if you could find one of those totaled in a front end collision, you could just cut it right there at the front door, and then use the TJ you have. And use like the back portion of that, and like oh, you can use the back portion craft, of the frame and everything. And just, yeah, use yeah. The, you could use the back portion of the of the body of that tub and flip it around and just sandwich them together, hmm. and then bed. Interesting, long hmm. bed. Interesting. Yeah, it's not it, a bad that'd be, idea. That'd probably be close oh, to. Yeah, you'd have some money wrapped up in it, but I mean, hey, if you if we're just building projects on paper, why not? I just like the divorced bed yeah. idea. That's what makes it so unique. Right. Anybody could just make a jeep longer, but to have a divorced bed, you're like, what is going on there? Yeah, if you could find it. <laughs> If you could what get this? <laughs> if you could get a uh, uh, a couple of Jeep parts from a junkyard from a from a Wrangler junkyard, that would be the way to go. Get the back half of a tub, a couple back halves of tubs. Hey Steve, real quick, can you write down the address of the nearest Wrangler junkyard for me? I can't. I can find it. the one that's just just completely full of Jeeps because of all the Jeeps that are in junkyards. There's no Jeeps in any junkyards except Wrangler junkyards. Well, I'm just saying it's like going to the Toyota <laughs> junkyard. It's like no, they, they don't do that. There's no, yeah. there's no toilets in the junkyard. I don't know, man. Gray found a ranger junkyard, or maybe it was a junker, but he rangers in rangers. Are trash, though, and Jeeps are too expensive to trash. So I'm not saying they aren't trash. That's I'm just saying they're too true. expensive to trash. If you're like, right. hey, this Jeep is total, it should go to the junkyard. It's like, no, it's, <laughs> it's just going to get fixed and keep going. Mm-hmm. Like a Toyota. You just don't get it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't go to the junkyard. People people bring their 92 Camry in and they're like, oh, it needs $8,000 worth of work. And they're like, are you sure it's not 9000 Here's a blank check. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much how it goes. You're like, this is a $500 car, sir. They're like, okay, here's $9,000. So, I can't tell exactly, but it looks like there may be one in Vincent's, Indiana. It's just Jeeps? It's Baird's Midwest Jeep and Auto. Hmm. And it says 39 years of Jeep experience, auto parts, multiple search engine. I don't know what there's a bunch of stuff out there. Multiple one. search engine. I don't know wow. what that is. I don't know. And that's the nearest <laughs> Jeep junkyard where he can go get an that. LJ that's wrecked. Bars. Well, not for him. Oh, yeah, he's in California. I don't know if it's <laughs> that's where I picked up my JK seats. Hey, where there at? you go. See, See they yeah, do exist. They have one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they definitely exist. Jeep junkyards exist. I'm sorry. Looking for the best deals on repairable Jeeps for your next project? Baird's Midwest Jeep and Auto has an updated inventory of various Jeep models at great prices to help you get started fast. All right, now find me an OBS junkyard. <laughs> Don't say cultists just because they have like 50 of them. <laughs> Every junkyard ever. I want only yeah, OBSs. All junkyards. <laughs> all junkyards just, are Chevy I just, junkyards. I just, hand them a list, I just hand them a book that looks like a Bible. It's all of the addresses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the yellow pages. It's just, it's just the yellow, yellow pages. pages. I love it. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. When it comes to Wranglers, man, this those uh those Wrangler specific yards soak them up quick. I bet. Yes, I'm sure. Do not let that go to a different yard. It's ours. Every now and again, you'll see like a YJ out at Cultus. Wow. Every now Surprising. and again, and it'll be picked two pieces. Oh yeah, it'd be nothing. The only thing left is the tub. And that's how you know it's a YJ. It's yeah. all this love, just the tub sitting <laughs> on the ground. The frame's gone even. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's all gone. It's just the tub. And the what's, only reason the tub's there is because it's the, rotten. What's the VIN number on that? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's in there. They're rotten to pieces. I mean, I, I get yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, let's wrap this up and move into the Patreon where Mike can listen to himself now. 
Oh my god, I can't wait. I bet you can't. It's gonna be amazing. I'm so conceited. Wait till you listen to those first. <laughs> I could have been talking. Sh- I could have been talking shit about him all these years. Yeah, Derek, Once, I'm gonna come up there and beat you up. I don't know how you would have been talking shit about him, but you know, you could have done it for sure because he uh, wasn't. He on wouldn't it. have heard me though. Even though he was on it, he just wouldn't have heard me. Totally not. He wouldn't listen to you because he wasn't a patron. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm just trying to support Steve and his podcast. <laughs> He's hoping I'm going to put that money towards Jeep things. I'm hoping. I'm hoping if Steve has an extra $5 a month in his pocket, he'll actually get something done. Yeah. Maybe he'll go wheeling every Friday. <laughs> hey. That's a good deal. Oh, my goodness. For only $5 a week. Make sure. You can support uh, poor Steve <laughs> to go wheeling every Friday. I can make a commercial like that. In the yard. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> It's just me sitting next to my Jeep. In the long arms of the angels. <laughs> the long arms of the long angels. Arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Derek, where can we find you on the internet? What are well, your- that is a good question. Uh, well, well, let me make sure I got the right ones here. So I am a Comanche Crew Cab on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am also on TikTok as, uh, let's see here, Comanche Crew Cab also on TikTok. Killing it. TikTok. And Easy on to YouTube, I am, uh, let's see here, uh, I'm Comanche Crew Cab on, on uh, YouTube as well. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> How are we going to remember like all three of those? <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. I was certain one of them was reversed, so I had to make sure. <laughs> that's nice. You got all three of the same. That's the way to do it. That is the, that way. Is the way to do it. Oh, that's why. Yep. That's how, that's how I like to do it. Have a brand across all platforms. That's easy. When somebody's like, hey, how do I find you? Just Google Comanche Crew Cab. I should come up. Is that the case? Does it? I'm curious now. Oh, Try yeah. It. I think yeah, if you Google me, I'll come up as a bunch of them. But I think you'll, you'll also get RSD fab. And then there's a couple other guys who uh, put out some clean builds. A uh, bunch, of, bunch of really good crew cab Comanches are coming out of Mexico City right now, believe it or not. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's, there's a Comanche. Who, uh... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. If you, uh, there's uh, one. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, there's one Comanche crew cab that came out of Mexico City that's pretty similar to my build. It's a gray one, but where they shorten the bed pretty nicely. And then there's another Mexico City uh, crew cab Comanche built. They used all gladiator parts on it, so they have part of a gladiator bed, part of the bumper. Uh, wow. They kind of did some kind of funky stuff with it. Um, not really my cup of tea, but it really shows some pretty cool fabrication though. That does sound cool. They got cool a soft to top. Oh, oh man, it's cool to see the guy that built a Comanche crew cab in 2013. He did not do as pretty a job as you did. I'm sure you've seen this one. Uh, there's some bad ones out there. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> that is not um, pretty. The way they did that rear door. So there's also a Comanche crew cab, or no? It's a oh, it's a dual Manche. Dual Manche. Dual. I've seen that one. Oh. Petite dually is what they called it. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> wonderful. I hate the wheels, but the rest of it's wonderful. I mean, I think the wheels match the Jeep pretty well. They do. I mean, they match the, the, the build, but I'm, I don't love it. I would love to see this one of the JK parts. Oh my God, the six, the uh, six by six. The six wheel drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just came up on that one. I think Good that one's grief. a Photoshop, though. It's so much. You think so? It probably is. Yeah. It looks, look at the fender yeah, flare. It's definitely. It definitely is. You're right. Anywho. It's just, it's just a, uh, it's a pocket flare from, <laughs> it's a, it's a, a extra long pocket flare. Oh my goodness. Right. 
Yes. Anyhow, we can definitely wrap this thing up. Derek, we really appreciate you coming on to the podcast to tell us about your Comanche crew cab. It was awesome to hear about it. Awesome oh, happy to do it. Everything you got going on. Hopefully, uh, maybe we'll have you back when you start building them portals. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I may start building a game truck before that and do, do a TJ pickup before I do that one, but uh, who knows what the future holds. <laughs> I think I think maybe we'll just try to have you back on when you get closer to being done with this one and kind of get some more input on it and see what you uh, see what else you've learned. I want to see how he likes it on Leaf Springs. Yeah. We're Leaf Spring Club over Shit. here, so yeah, we're like, hell yeah. yeah. He, you, meant rear, you meant rear leaves, right, Derek? Yeah, factory suspension. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm on rear leaves. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Although, so you know, I actually like rear leaves. They're not that bad, but I, I kind of got some plans to go four-link and maybe coil over, but I kind of want to tow with it, so I'm kind of been jumping all over the place with what I really want to do as a long-term goal, but... That's how it goes. I'm going to play it by ear. It's uh, all, I actually just yeah. texted you guys the uh, the crew oh. cab Comanche that's using some uh, gladiator parts. Interesting. Excuse me, what I whipped this out. Yeah, that sounds that? interesting. I think I it's the it. the third image I sent you. Yeah, kind of, you can kind of see the oh, uh, gladiator wild. parts where they're using maybe a prefab bumper, uh, the huh. bed, yep. and then uh, the light. Oh my god, the the wheel on the thing. They, they cheated There's on the doors, else. but I guess it's okay. They they took the easier out of the doors. <laughs> that was the fast. It's nice when it. you cave one in. Oh, yeah, it oh, would the, be nice to just the top like is removable. The yep. last picture. Yeah. Oh wow! Top. How about that? Yeah. That's I mean, don't get me wrong; it's neat, but I wish they had done a little more fabrication. That's all I, I can say. I, I also like wish it. it didn't have that uh, windshield surround. Oh yeah, the grumper. That Fab Fours oh, thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, not I don't think it's anybody's of our any one of our cups of tea. Nah. But it is it is kind of oh neat. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a gotta give that. They use pieces of an of an older of an older gladiator. Like what? Somebody took a brand new gladiator. Oh, that, that was, I didn't mean to send that one to you. That one's gorgeous. but a beautiful build. I think Jeep actually built that one. Oh, really? Yeah, that was that was me. I sent that one. I wasn't sure if that was oh, what I you're see. talking about, but that one's just like a a modern gladiator with the old gladiator front end and modified like, bed, and it no, was one thing. of like the Jeep Jamboree or uh, Easter Jeep Safari builds. It's or pretty, whatever. Is the is the front the front fenders? There's something different about the front end on that on that uh, one that you sent us, Derek. Me, Derek, or no, the other Derek. The Comanche. Yeah, no, I think I think it's also got like a gladiator gladiator, conversion. Yeah, Yeah. like an older gladiator. Um, That's wild. Right now for Cherokee platform. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, I I don't know the name off the top of my head, but uh, Durham Motorsports. Uh, Could be. I know he he ran um, his JK with the gladiator front end conversion that his company makes on ultimate adventure. Love I don't it. know if he does uh, awesome. command or uh, Cherokee stuff though. I forget. Anywho. Yeah. I apply for UA maybe next year and really oh. bang the truck up. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> it depends where they go. You would have been just fine in 2020 when I went with that wheelbase. And... Yeah, I did want to do Texas, uh, but, uh, this wasn't Texas. ready. <laughs> yeah, Texas yeah. would have been 
a lot, I think, for a long wheelbase. Right. Um, a lot of people lost rear windows and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah. the only thing you would have totaled on the whole truck was the back two doors. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> so upset. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah, I'd build some rock sliders if I were you. He has some door sliders. That, that's coming up soon. Uh, I, so I'm going to tie those into my rocker panel kind of subframe. The rocker panels will attach to that. That'll probably be maybe getting completed in maybe one or two months. There you go. Nice. Awesome. Getting close. Awesome. Good deal. Well, let's shut this thing down. We'll move on to the Patreon. If we want to keep talking about this, we can. Uh, thanks for joining us for episode 119. Make sure you check out our partner companies, Complete Off-Road, Off-Road Anonymous, Crawler Off-Road, and Morflate. And uh, go support them as they support us. And um, yeah, if you need anything for, that, anything for all those things, make sure you check them out. They're on the website at www.totaloffroadpodcast.com. I believe they're under partner companies. So, Mike, you know what I'm going to ask you. Yep. Have you got any? Mm -hmm. You do? Oh, yeah. Tell us your last words. This is way off subject of anything we talked about today, but it's been something I've been thinking about. I recently had a kid, and I was thinking to myself, do you have a significant other? Don't take them for granted. If you just thought to yourself, hey, that's me, well, then pretend that this is about you, because it is hard sometimes, <laughs> and just make sure that you take care of mama or dada or brother or whoever it may be somebody that's helping you out and taking care of you take care of them back and on that note i have to go home <laughs> 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 thanks for joining us and as always we'll catch you on the trail I forget how to do it. All right. You can do it. There You're like Steve every time we do the podcast for the last 120 <laughs> times. <laughs> There's no idea how right. to do it every time. Uh, what I the thing is, time? I don't normally use this software. So, oh, yeah. So, wait, are you going to, what are you recording with? OBS. So Derek be is going to be drunk by the time we start this. Yeah, Why I see him. He just keeps pounding <laughs> that beer. It's every time we say fuck. <laughs> he's, he's just taking a drink every time. It's a drinking game. <laughs> We should have every guest play that game. Oh my god. It'd be great. It'd be the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Why was the guest guest so sloshed by the end of the 15 minute episode? <laughs>